We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Rotowire hashtag After Dark Champions League show. My name is Jack Burkhart. You can find me on Twitter at Jack Burkhart, and I am joined as usual by Ryan Belongi. Ryan, I have no superlative for you today. I see that you played Andre Onana in cash, and the mainstream media is demanding that you answer um, for this goalkeeper choice. Many are saying that Andre Onana was lucky to score 22 points, and some are calling it a 17-point swing at the end with that PK save. So what say you about Andre Onana? I'm going to put you on the Well, okay. Right yeah, yeah. I will say he definitely got lucky to score 21 points. Um, you know, in the up until the 94th minute, he was going to score 14. And then, you know, I you don't need it. I don't think it was a penalty. I thought it was going to be, I thought that was going to be pretty unlucky for me, but it went the other way um, as to why I did it. Yeah. Okay. If we're looking at these lineups, I'm the only one that's bent up for keeper and I'm the only one that played McTominay. McTominay. So I guess what everyone else did is kind of went up to McTominay to a 4k defender. And there was a lot that did well, you know, you have Rui there, Ba, other guys like the set piece takers, and Calves and and uh, the guy on lens or whoever. I'll, I, I just that that's what people decided to do. So when I was making the cash lineup, I didn't plan. I wasn't planning on doing this. I was planning to play more of a balanced construction, but I kept going between the United guys. You know, you had Anthony and Rashford. Then you had the Napoli guys, three of them: Politano, Raspadori, uh, Zielinski. And you had Veerman in there. You had Rakitic in there. You had Modric a little bit higher, who I see Jordan played. So that's like eight, nine guys there. And the thing was, one, you know, we hate having all those decisions. I hate those decisions too, when they're not clear. Um, and then the other thing is, I didn't think any of them were great plays. That's part of the reason why they weren't clear. We said this on the pod yesterday. We kept coming back to it. Like, it's Bruno and then what? So, like, I decided on the defenders I wanted Tr- Trimmel Reguillon. And then I thought Vinny Jr. Oh, sorry, I was always playing KK. Seems like everybody played KK. Yeah. Turtle didn't. I'm sure he probably regret regrets it. He went with Hoyland there. I get that too. You know, I attempted to go with Hoyland, but I made made that mistake. So it makes you know, sense, r- right? Uh, I did play Hoyland in my high stakes stuff, so I absolutely get it. Um, but yeah, I just decided that, you know, playing McTominay isn't much different than playing these random 6K guys. You're just going to pray you pick the right one. And I think most of them ended up busting. Uh, McTominay was on seven fantasy points before 
that BS yellow for, for the penalty. Uh, he also missed a sitter. Uh, he also, you know, like he, he missed the best chance of the game for United. I don't know. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm not upset with it actually. I'm, I think Vinny over Saka was the right move. Oh yeah. I didn't even talk about Vinny. He, he somehow he only finished with 11 points. He should have had another assist. He had a goal that, I mean, maybe it was offsides by like his eyebrow. I saw the replay, but I mean, it didn't look offside. So like Vinny was very close to dropping 30. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I can't, I'm not defending paying up for Onana. I will say that what I got wrong was I just I believed in United. You can tell by my lineup. Uh, if you saw my high stakes stuff too, I had Onana there and I had Dallow there and Rashford and Hoyland in my other stuff. Yeah, you know, I got burned again believing that uh, it was a good spot for United. It turns out maybe there's no such thing as a good spot for United at this point. <laughs> You know, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't do too much differently. I'm happy that I didn't end up trying to play like, so I almost played Veerman. I think I thought Veerman was okay, but it just like, I don't know. I couldn't find the right lineup, mm-hmm. but yeah, I don't mind fading that whole range. I don't know. What do you think? Um, yeah, I, I just want to echo, I played Sokka and when I flipped the cards and I just like saw Vinny do like one play on the Colossal show, I was like, I screwed this up. Like you just should have played Vinny. He doesn't take set pieces, but Sokka maybe gets like four or five on average. And Vinny just was in such a better game environment and can deliver, um, ceiling performances at the same rate of Sokka. And he was going to be more likely in this matchup. So a lot of the best players, um, played Vinny Jr. Sokka wasn't a better play. If I got to change my lineup, I would downgrade Sokka to Vinny Jr. and I would upgrade my goalkeeper. That's probably yeah. what I would do. I think that would be how I played it if I got to do it again. Sokka was a fine play though and he got 12 floor points. So I mean that's what Sokka does. It just you know you paid up for a guy who was worth his price in a slate where many players were underpriced. Right. But the reason I did it is because you know we saw some balanced lineups. So Pew played a more balanced lineup. He only spent up once on Bruno. So did Shu who's an excellent player. And and I really get it but I just thought like I'm really trying to pick who's scoring the goals in that situation. That just didn't feel like the, it just didn't feel right. So I was comfortable spending up at one of my forward slots. So I'm happy with that. Veerman just takes a monopoly of set pieces. So I just, I I didn't want to overthink it. I mean, Jordan played Modric instead. He takes most of the set pieces, I think, if not. So a near monopolist, probably. I just thought that's fine. Um, I felt good about getting 12 points there. Yeah. I sided, I would have sided with Veerman there too. I see some other guys did, you know, we mentioned if, if Shotton's starts or whatever, you know, it was a pretty good lineup for, for Veerman. So I thought that was a pretty good play. And I, yeah, also just to say, um, the only reason I played Vinny here is because I'd played Saka or the equivalent in these spots before and had to learn the lesson. So, you know, it's, a, I, I've been in your shoes and I, you know, it's, it's only because I made that play and, saw Vinny in these spots that like now I realize you play Vinny. Yeah. You know that, what I mean? So it's just like a lesson that you, you, you can't really know certain things until you, until you see it happen a few times. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, that's, that's one of the actionable takeaways I got. Um, but overall I'm pretty pleased with what I played. I think I had a very similar, I mean, I'm a two V two off of Pew. So I like to see that. I think I approached the slate in a similar way to Jordan who always plays well. So I, uh, you know, it's like Modric or Dallow. Dallow doesn't have the set pieces that Trimmel has, but it's such a better matchup. So, and he gets a and slightly we, better goalkeeper. We, out of we it. did see, at least I saw right away. Dallow was crossing. Half, 
Dallo getting those right-footed crosses in that, that he would not yeah. get in from the left side. Um, yeah, shout out to Pew for playing David Neres, seriously, because I was on Neres today too. I can see why he got there in cash. It was, I know it's very risky. It, it did not work out for us in, in any format, <laughs> but um, I just, you know, I like to see he had the balls to do it. Yeah. Well, Ryan, why don't you talk about how you did in tournaments today? Um, I looked at the standings and it wasn't good for you. So what's no, the no, 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 no. making? It wasn't good for me. I mean, I pretty much alluded to it. I stacked United in a lot of spots. Um, and I got different with guys like Raspadori. I had maybe 30% of something like that. Um, who else? You know, I tried other Napoli guys too. I had some Politano. I basically had, you know chalk constructions and i tried to get different in like one or two spots you know i feel good because because i thought i got you know i got what i wanted out of the slate there was two goals at half you see the lineup i played in that that's the lineup i played in high stakes i believe So this lineup um, that ryan's talking about he's got hoisland and raspadori at forward raspadori i thought was a really good low ownership play on this slate so i played him in one lineup um i just thought it was a nice a nice pivot and you compared him with kvartshelia Bruno, you probably treated as a lock. Then you had Trimmel, Reguillon. I noticed that you played those two in every lineup. How tilting was that Trimmel yellow card? Whatever, such as life. Yeah, you did, I mean, your, you did your own it. honest back with there. Yeah. Um, you know, it's always going to be a tough matchup for, for an old guy on yeah. Kvarichvili's side. Um, yeah, so the I, I guess I tried to get different by playing that Onana, Reguillon, Dallo. You know, normally I would not. I, that lineup you would think uh, wouldn't be able to score enough. You know, usually this is Champs League. You want five forwards. But I sort of was going with the idea that it might be lower scoring and we might see these guys get subbed and you might be able to get there with, you know, 14 from Onana, 10 from a couple defenders, defender at Util. And you just need to hit like one, one ceiling. Uh, yeah. I did make some mistakes though. Like I played way too chalky. And part of the reason was because, I liked Trimble and I liked the Napoli guys. They just went together perfectly. So I'm going to mm-hmm. have that there. And I, like I said, I decided it was a United spot. I was going to try to, you know, if people were afraid to play United and I know a lot of people were and it, rightfully so. I mean, afraid is the wrong word, just smart to fade that shitty United team. I went the <laughs> other way and I stacked him. But anyways, my mistake was not playing like, it's easy to say in hindsight, but we said it on the pod. It was not playing like the Arsenal guys. Yeah. That that was the leverage. And we saw, you know, Jesus, even Martinelli. This is um, my um this is my favorite lineup that I just highlighted. I I found a way to get Jesus as a as um a, a one off. Yeah, your lineups are better than mine. Um I had some Jude too and a lot of Vinny. Um, but like I wasn't expecting Raspadori to start and I wasn't expecting um I don't know, something else something else. And it, like I wanted to get some exposure to other guys and it just took me off Arsenal. I don't know. You t- talk about your lineups. You did better than me. Yeah, um, I wanted to jam in Jude Bellingham, so I made a few different sets of lineups. I did um, four lineups where I only had eight for this contest. Four lineups where I had um, Bruno and Jude Bellingham together, so that was kind of me moneyballing the forward position. Um, those didn't do so well. The lineups that succeeded, and I, I really thought had a lot of potential, I found a way to play um, Bellingham and Vinny together in the same lineup and spend up twice at Defender. So my best lineup, it had Raspadori, who was at 7%, who I thought was a good play. Then you had Bellingham, Vinny Jr., Trimble, and Di Lorenzo, who I think correlated. So Trimble correlated with the game environment with Napoli. 
and then um yeah andy lorenzo as well and then i found a way to get up to onana in this lineup with reguillon who i just thought i could use as a utility option if i was spending up at both defenders because he was the best cheap play and um so it was a little forward light but um it almost worked and um David Fafana, who I thought might be okay at 3,900 just because he's so cheap and he fit into the lineup, he almost scored a goal. What a great play that was. It it was called off, and I was like, ugh. So it didn't feel great, right? But I was playing Napoli players, and I needed a punt to play the rest of the pieces. So I thought, that's a lineup I can play. And um, normally I would have ditched this lineup, but I'm happy with how that worked out. Uh, Too bad it didn't get a better result. Um, I should have looked at that. You know, again, yeah. No, I think that's a good play. I I probably would have played that. But, you know, I was on those stupid United stacks, so I just made McTominay my punt. Uh, It did almost get there, but, yeah, no, I I, I played too much chalk. I, I, I like your lineups. Yeah, some of these worked out to be too chalky. Like, I'm looking at one, KK, Rashford, Bellingham, Bruno. Like, that sucks. Like, I, that lineup stinks. But, like, I did want to get in. I think I was at my best in my lineup. So, I was like, okay, Raspadori is going to be a leverage piece. That's good. Jesus is going to be a, a low-owned piece. And, like, when I when I build lineups that way, I'm usually happy. And when they do well, they actually succeed instead of, you know, me losing because I'm doing coin flips against a really a 2v2 yeah. because I played all chalk. So, overall, happy with my... Approach. Um, yeah, Raspadori at Raspadori at what seven percent? That looks pretty nice. Yeah, that's yeah. a great. I think Raspadori. I wasn't I wish expecting I, that. I wish I played him a bit more. But yeah, I think um there was a lot to learn from today's slate. Not a disaster. Happy to get away in cash. Happy for some min caches with my tickets that I grind uh, hopelessly in um in a MLS lobby on Saturdays. If you join us in the Discord, but yeah, let's get going. I. Stop my screen share. We're gonna have to start breaking down the actual slate. That's what the people are demanding, Ryan. And um, I'm gonna riff a little bit here. There's two major favorites on the slate. You have Manchester City and you have RB Leipzig. What stuck out to you when you opened up the slate, Ryan? Um, what what are your first impressions? Uh it's kind of an annoying slate. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's another city. The first impression is it's a city slate where Hallen's underpriced. So. Another one of these spots, you have Holland at 9,400. But Leipzig are in a good spot, too. They have basically the same implied total, what, Mm -hmm. 2.45? Considerably higher than the rest. Um, Leipzig, though, you know, it depends on the lineup. I see we have... We have Ben Sesco in there, who's 4,300... But I've seen every other lineup I've seen doesn't have him in there. Mm-hmm. And then they would have, you know, Paulson and Paulson in instead. You know, they're they're tough for cash games besides Rom. And yeah. there's actually a lot of good defenders on this slate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Leipzig, I would assume Leipzig will be pretty chalky too. Uh, people are going to look at the city and Leipzig spots, in my opinion. So I guess for tournaments if you want to try to fade that chalk you know it's one of those spots we always talk about do you want to play holland or not um he is too cheap he's cheaper than alvarez he's cheaper than Foden. um are there spots to get different maybe these other games like they're pretty questionable um i mean like you can't really get different with mbappe people are still going to play mbappe um Newcastle, Dortmund, yeah, Atletico, Celtic. I don't know, Jack. I mean, like, 
tempted to play some city guys. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm planning on eating chalk. So I DM'd you. I'm like, this slate does not spark any joy whatsoever. Um, there's some more expensive players. So for example, like Julian Alvarez is 10.6 K, but Erling Holland's minus 275 anytime goal scorer on DraftKings. DraftKings is usually a little high with those numbers, but at 9,400, I mean, I don't really want to, I'm not in the business of fading that. You're just in game theory territory at that point. Like, can I calculate the ownership? What's the odds that he does this? And um, I don't know. I don't, I don't particularly enjoy those spots. And um, it does make it a little tough to stack City, though, right? Like Alvarez at 10.6K, Foden at 9.6K, Doku at 9.1K. Um, so there at least is that sort of interesting element to it. A lot of expensive forwards overall. So the Leipzig forwards are, you know, Appenda's expensive and Timo Werner is 6.3K if he starts. So that's an interesting play. And then, yeah, Sesco would be a free square if he starts, even if he plays only like, 65 minutes i think i would just play him in all my lineups so i'm kind of running into a spot where it's just like i kind of just feel like being a chalk donkey and just putting in halland and sesco if both start and then you know try to figure out a way to make the rest of the six spots work yeah, i don't know Jack, if that's cowardly but i just no, i, I, I don't know if that. it's i don't know if it's cowardly either I, I i think that's probably the wrong word that's what i would want to do too it doesn't like really make for interesting content but yeah like if if Sesco started, Ozzy in the chat says that's my guy. Yeah, he kid's a stud. Forty three hundred. What are his goal scoring odds? Uh, he, they're minus one sixty five. I think I can scroll down. And okay, yeah, like second or third. You know, minus just like right below Hallen. Like, yeah, it's a free square. Um. So yeah, if he started, I would just plug him and Holland in. Uh. Yeah, you know, and then. It'd be tough though too. I we're gonna jump around a little because I want to play three defenders, mm-hmm. and I think they're relatively clear. There's more than three good ones. There's a lot of good ones, but yeah. uh, so you know, I'd, I'd play Holland, I'd play Sesco, I'd play my three defenders, and then figure it out. Shake can you get? To, can can you win tournaments like that? I'm not so sure. Um, maybe smaller or smaller field stuff. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's difficult and. You know, one thing I think about um, Jamie Epperly's in the chat, he says you don't fade Haaland under 10K, well, especially in really good spots. Maybe there's some fragility because Manchester City are on the road, but, uh, you know, young boys are not a very strong squad. And, you know, they didn't really do well when they traveled to Red Star Belgrade. So um, it, it is probably rightly um, projected to be a slaughter. Um and Hallen doesn't even need a brace to kill you at 9,400. He scores a goal, and there's a really good chance he's in the optimal lineup just at that price because you can just make the rest of the lineup work. So when I'm looking at a situation where do I fade Hallen and Sesco in this spot, I ask, like, what do I gain at the forward position if I fade them? Like, do I have a player who I think is priced well, who I think has brace upside, you know, someone who can outpace one of them? And I just really don't feel that way necessarily about the forward position. There's a lot of decent plays, like, I guess Griezmann is an okay play at 10.2K. He'll take penalties for Atletico Madrid. He'll take most of the set pieces. But I don't feel good about Griezmann outscoring uh, Haaland. And then if Sesco starts, Sesco is so cheap. So there's really no cheap punt forward available to me. Mbappe is 11K. I mean, Ryan, outside of Sesco and Haaland, who do you like actually want to play in that in that case? So this is an important discussion for two reasons, right? If Sesco doesn't start, we need a second forward in cash games. And yep. if you're going to fade one of them, who do you fade them for? Uh, 
Yeah, good question. I'm kind of operating under the theory that Sesco is not going to start. Um, I don't know. He just hasn't really been starting, and they have they're like help they're they're healthy again. Paulson's been starting. They have Danny Almo back even now. Um, mm-hmm. Anyways, to answer your question, I mean, are we talking cash or tournaments? Let's not talk cash just, first. Yeah, um, you know, because Openda, I would I would like to play Openda. Guy's been flying and he could score a hat trick, but you're not going to play him in cash games for 9,700. Uh, but he looks good in tournaments. Yeah, Griezmann, Griezmann's expensive. Uh, he's been, Griezmann's in great form though. Hat trick over the weekend, scored in three straight, scored in like six out of the last seven. And it, it's a, it's a good matchup. Anytime you get one of these Spanish teams against Celtic, it should be a pretty good spot for them. So I don't mind Griezmann, but yeah, like even for, for cash, he feels a bit expensive still. Uh, Dembele, don't really love that. Uh, just, you're not really sure he has Monopoly now that Kane's Kang is back and will probably sub on and just like, yeah, I don't know. Not really feeling, is expensive. Yeah, it's not, yeah. No favors with the salary. Um, so yeah, I don't know. You keep going down this. Guy who takes sets for Antwerp, Balakwisha, I think. Yeah. I mean, he's too expensive, you know, yeah. underdog. Or they're underdogs at home to Porto. Um, can't really play him. So, yeah, where do you go? I don't know. Maybe you just go with another city guy. You got Alvarez and Foden there. They're more expensive than Holland, but you can fit it. Um, I don't know. Did you find – is there – I guess we – could keep going cheaper maybe there's a cheap guy my inclination just from my first draft was that all right i liked Haaland, and there's like three expensive defenders who look better than the midfield options at those prices so i thought if i play Haaland and play those pieces i'm gonna need two punts to make the lineup work um i guess i'm am spending up on goalkeepers so i'm not seeing the construction well but i was looking at some spend down f- options at forward and there were some reasonable options so Porto, I don't know what's going on in Portugal these days, but these teams are dumpster fires with um, injuries. So I'm seeing all sorts of different projected starting 11s. But I have um, Pepe Aquino down. I think he is 5,200, Ryan. Can we double check that? 5,300. 5, He's forward eligible. If he starts on the wing, I think he sometimes takes corners for Porto. We can double check that. That yep. seems fine to me. Um, you know, I'm usually not screaming to play Porto players, but... Road trip to Antwerp, they're slight favorites. Um, it's the lowest goal total, but he's someone who can just make the rest of the construction work if you want to pay up for three expensive defenders. So I think an yeah. option like that would be appealing. Because, Ryan, I okay, tell me if I'm tilting too hard, but like Foden at 9,600, I just think that might be – I mean, I get – okay, I need to revise this sentence. It's a smash spot, and he could easily score a goal, right? But he's very much frustrated from a for, from a floor point of view. So I think you're playing Foden because of goal and assist upside. He's not dominating set pieces. He's not dominating from a floor perspective, and the offense isn't exactly running through him. It was Jeremy Doku over the weekend who was the one where the off he was the one picking the getting the shots assisted and picking the passes and stuff. And Foden was sort of like letting the fullbacks overlap and filtering those kind of like you know hockey assist type passes. So it's just not the best floor. It is one of the best spots. So it makes sense, but you're just going for a goal in that case. I, 
I don't feel yeah. great about it, but maybe I'm just too down that he busted on the weekend. So do you think I'm being biased or? No, I think you're probably right. The floor is not as reliable as you'd like it for being 10K. Yeah. Um, he just doesn't have a big enough role on sets. Even Alvarez at 10-6, you know, it doesn't feel great. You know, it's doable if you want. Uh I'm okay with Pepe Aquino. I was looking at him too. I think he would take some set pieces uh, depending on the lineup. I see the lineup we have. I'm not so sure that's going to be the lineup. They have a lot of injuries. Yeah. Um, like if Eustachio or however you say his name. Eustachio. Eustachio. If he, I don't think he's going to start. So I, uh, Pepe would split sets with somebody. Yeah. Maybe... Yeah, I don't know who's going to play defense, too. I see we have Andre Franco there, but I think it could be this. I think it could be Jorge Sanchez. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I, I think I th- so. I think I think Pepe would have a a path to set pieces. So, yeah, I'm cool with playing him. I think the question for some people, I guess it's probably a question for everybody. If Sesco doesn't start, you're going to have two guys for 5,600 starting for Leipzig. Paulson? and Forsberg. Very tough options to click, but probably the best matchup that Leipzig has seen. Um, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I I don't think I'd fault anybody for clicking those guys. I, they're, they're tough clicks, but they are cheap. Yeah, they're very cheap, and at least when you go for the RB Leipzig guys, that's a plus game environment with a big goal total. So, like, if you're playing Paulson decent chance for a goal what are his anytime goal scoring odds we can check we can consult the cheat sheet for that um plus 115 so you know you're looking at a a little less than 50 percent so it seems fine to punt if you're going for the best spot so maybe paulson is a little bit better than pepe aquino you know you get these like you feel great with your pepe aquino eight points but you know all paulson needs is an assist or a goal and that's probably going to happen more than half the time in this matchup, if he starts Timo Werner, I mean, that might be fine at 6,300. I have not looked at his game logs though. So do not quote me on that necessarily. Yeah. One of these cheap RB Leipzig guys, that seems fine. You were talking about Foden or Alvarez. I'd almost rather play Openda than play Phil Foden. They're Openda's 100 more expensive. If I'm going to spend up, I would like the guy who is more likely to score goals. I mean, it's not like Foden's unlikely to score goals. I just think Openda's a bit more likely. And I'm a bit down on Foden's floor right now. Um, I feel bad saying that live on air, but it, it's just been frustrating with Phil Foden. Um, I really want to humble myself and just see if I'm wrong or if I'm being biased, but that's a big no, decision I... to get wrong if Foden does have a huge floor, right? Like, that's kind of the thing I'm afraid of. Like, if Foden scores a goal, and he's creating the chances instead of Doku, like they're attacking down the right side instead of the left side, then I'm going to feel awfully bad for having this opinion um, at this hour. So it's difficult. Well, how do you, you know, how do you even choose Foden over Alvarez? I don't know, you know, I guess just because of the 700, but like, I can, yeah, you can find that too. Like, I, I don't know. Like I'm kind of with you, kind of with you being out on those guys. You know, it's going to feel pretty bad when, when they each score a goal, but yeah, I need to reflect on it more. I, I really don't know. I, yeah. But it seems like a really important <laughs> decision point, right? If you spend down on pools and Paulson, you just don't get those points. Like there is a good chance that Foden and Alvarez pop off in a big way in this matchup or Openda pops off in a big way in the matchup. 
And you're going to really have to hope that you found the midfielders that you needed in order to make up for that. And as I'm thinking about this a little bit more, Ryan, we can transfer, we can trans, we can go into the midfield position. There are not many plays that I want to play at the midfield position that are only midfield eligible. So we have a lot of dual eligibility as usual on the Champions League slate. But here are my top plays that I wrote down for midfield. Jack Grealish, if he starts, 7K, sub risk. Um, Eustachio is not going to play. Julian Brandt is an underdog. At least he's a set-piece monopolist. He's a little too expensive at 7,300. Then the Matthew O'Reilly at 5K. That's fine, but that's not inspiring. And then if Kovacic or Nunes starts at 3,700, sounds fine. And then there's this guy, uh, Romario Barro, who might start as a winger for Porto. And he's taken corner kicks when he's been on the pitch. He's around 3,400, so he seems fine. So maybe we can spend up at our second forward position, Ryan, because maybe it's optimal in cash games just to punt twice at a midfield spot. Um, I don't know. What do you think of the midfield position? I'm kind of, I'm improvising it a little bit. I haven't had a lot of time to think about this slate. Um, I think about the same as you. Those were the guys that I was looking at for the most part. Um, yeah, you're going to like, it's going to be a 3v3 basically. Like, you can spend up at forward, punt one of the midfielders, punt both. Mm-hmm. You know, if you spend up for both forwards, you're going to have to punt both midfielders and not spend up for keeper. But if you don't play, if you play Pepe Aquino or someone like that at second forward, you can play like a Jack Grealish type or someone in that range and then spend up at keeper. Um yeah, though midfield midfield is gross, and it's Matt O'Reilly looks like the best midfield play for cash games. So that's that's the state of midfield. You know, it's not good. like I no, it's not good. He's he's I would you know it's a fair price, and he seems to play ninety minutes more often than not, and he takes he's been taking like a near monopoly, you know. So uh, he feels like the best cash game play, but not a great play, but you know, an okay cash game play. Yeah. That's making me think more going back to forward. If you get cute with Pepe Aquino for your eight points and 65 minutes, you are very much risking just to be out. And cause like, who's going to bail you out? Jack Grealish. Well, maybe there is some, you know, Jack Grealish has similar upside to Foden. I know it may not seem like that. Well, he, he has some upside, um, but I hear you. You're right. Like, it's not great. That's, the, you that's might, what you have to parse out, I guess. Yeah, you're gonna have an you're gonna have expensive keeper though too. So you plan it on the clean sheet. Um, you would need that too if you if you don't play another expensive forward. Yeah. I don't, yeah, it's tough. So what's more likely to happen? You spend up at second forward, and um, you know if the second if two expensive center forwards are doing really well in this slate. How likely is it that Jack Grealish, an expensive keeper, is enough to help you keep up with that? How often do they beat the second expense? Like this is yeah, that's it, exactly that's exactly what you're thinking. It's um, intimidating. <laughs> you know, I guess yeah. If if a punt mid becomes available, that seems playable. You know, a guy in like the four K or under, then I think I might just spend up at both forward spots. Yeah, if I can play O'Reilly and Romario, Romario seems the difference between Romario and Pepe is Romario fills a midfield spot and there's less opportunity cost at that position and he's so cheap. 
Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. If you had the opportunity to start Romario and Nunez and make the rest of your lineup work, I think um, that seems reasonable to me, you know, at uh, 8.30 p.m. the day before. This yeah, I don't know if I'd start both of them. I think I think you're playing O'Reilly no matter what. I am. I mean, I it's you, a whole I know match. you don't need to, but. I guess that type of thing is, you know, if you play O'Reilly, you're just going to play a cheap keeper, which I don't think I've paid up for goalkeeper in like two months playing DFS. So you're looking we, at the only guy who paid up for keeper today. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the goalkeeper whisperer right here. <laughs> who, uh, <laughs> if not for a fake penalty. No, no, it was always, it was always a lock. Um, that's a fair point. You, you can do something like that. I mean, uh, to be to be fair, I was not happy with that. You know, it's not yeah, it was not the right move. I could uh, I Copenhagen could almost scored two minutes into the game. Four minutes into the game, they had another chance, and I'm sitting there like, oh well, at least I got some save upside today. I mean, you know, that's that's what that's what I'm telling myself. But yeah, you feel like the biggest donkey when you spend up for keeper, thinking they're like you know gonna keep a clean sheet. It's humiliating on like a three games later more paying up for like an Allison or an Aderson and just like the instant, the instant clean sheet. <laughs> you feel like the biggest moron. You but do. when you fade that goalkeeper and then the clean sheet goes through, I don't know. The goalkeeper is just a humiliating position uh, <laughs> inherently. Um, so yeah, you know, it's goalkeeper, play whoever you want. But that would probably make the difference in getting O'Reilly or just. Uh, scraping gum off the bottom of the bleachers that's been there a little bit too long. Uh, but I think that's viable yeah. at the midfield position. Um, I don't really want to talk about midfield too much. It's kind of gross, but I guess we should go over some of the midfield only plays. Um, because if it's going to be popular to spend down at midfield, you could play a slightly different construction. Again, this is all predicated on Sesco not starting. If Sesco does start, it's going to be easy to spend up at one midfield position. But um Someone like Chavi Simmons at 8,400, that seems like a pretty good tournament play. You really have to intentionally play Chavi, someone of that profile, in a GPP if the optimal construction um, features spending down at the midfield position. Um, so Anthony Gordon, well, he's a forward eligible as well. Um, so Chavi Simmons seems like interesting, sort of like a Gabriel Jesus type of play for this slate. That's one thing that I could throw out for tournaments at the midfield position. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on midfield? It, it kind of feels bad just to punt this position off, but it, there's not that many great plays. <laughs> no, there's not. Um, yeah, as far as just midfield only, not really. And Z- Zavi Simons, yeah, I think he's, I think he's fine for tournaments. Obviously, the matchup is great, but. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Danny Almo is going to come on for him for sure. He did over the weekend. He's back now. I mean, he's like their main guy still. Uh, so, yeah, you're going to get 70 minutes from Simons. But he, he might have a brace in that time. So, you know, he, he's still a fine tournament play. Um, but, yeah, other than that, no, not much. I, I probably just roster forward eligible players in, in tournaments. Yeah. I mean, you can just start rostering Usman Dembele at that point who, you know, PSG are playing as a home favorite against Milan, for example. So that sort of thing is is live for sure. Yeah, I would say the, if the matchup was better for Julian Brandt, like, um, I don't know, away to Newcastle is not great. 
Not great. I, I would, but he's a set piece monopolist, but his minutes aren't guaranteed. That's just kind thing. of feels bad. You could play Anthony Gordon instead of him because Anthony Gordon is midfield eligible in a spot. So you could play Pulisic. Really yeah, you can play Pulisic instead. Would you play Pulisic? What do you? Would you play these AC Milan guys on the? I guess PSG. I don't really know how their form is going, but I know that they screw up in a lot in these spots. Anytime yeah. I play interleague with PSG, they absolutely blow it. Like this is a guarantee I, to happen. So. I, I think I would. It's the thing you said yesterday. When your guy scores, is he going to get you twenty points? I think you would have that with with Pulisic. Uh, he's been in fantastic form uh, and takes. Should take a few sets. I mean, he split sets every pretty much every game he plays. So you maybe get two sets and a goal. Yeah, I could do that. Like you said, PSG, like it never shocks you when teams score on them ever. Um, So, yeah, I don't mind to play like that. It's pretty thin from the minutes point of view. Not not for cash, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess I'm kind of just going through any. I'm looking over the tournament options because I think for forward and midfield, we kind of did a quick cash seam roll, but that's ignoring a lot of the player pool. So I just want to, before we get into defender, round up any forwards who we might have missed. Pulisic minutes logs haven't been great. I noticed that um, Alessandro Florenzi has been taking most of the set pieces. The set pieces for Milan are somehow worse than Napoli's. So that is worth considering. Yeah. Do we have Florenzi projected to start? No, we don't. So that would be a boost. Right. Yeah. I don't think he will. And. Pulisic got subbed at 43 last game against Juve because they got a red card, and Pulisic is the guy that that Milan took off to to deal with the red card. But, yeah, his minutes are still a concern. It's nice that, yeah, 69-69, over 80 twice. Yeah, Yeah. a fine fine tournament play. Uh, There's not a lot of options once you get past City and Leipzig. Yeah, Andre Franco, 3,800. If he plays more forward, he might take some corners. I think we brought him up because he's also forward eligible. We don't want to play Red Star or Young Boys. I am not running to the podium to play Atletico Madrid, guys. It's not great at midfield. Um, Yeah, I think you're just playing forward eligible. You're playing forward eligible players. Forward and midfield, dual eligible. I don't know why I can't talk for some reason. Past my bedtime, I guess. But um, yeah. Well, let's get into the midfield, the defender position. Sorry. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Uh, why don't you just get going? I mean, we have Kieran Trippier at 7,600 as a home favorite, taking most of the set pieces. He's been in great form after a slow start to the season. I think my first defender in is David Raum. He kind of had a stinker of a game over the weekend, but he does take most of their set pieces when he's on. I don't know if Danny Olmo causes that to be a problem, but David Raum gets that gets it done in open play, and he's under 6K, and he's playing at home, so... I don't really care. Just click him and set pieces are a bonus in that situation. And um, Ryan, I want to spend up three times. I want to play Akraf Hakimi at 6,400. His game logs are absurd. He's getting like three shots per match. Feels like a good uh, spot for him to attack. I don't know if Milan are going to try to defend, but if PSG are possessing the ball, you might just take some shots on target and... um, it might work out for you, but he's a defender who can score a goal and is in great form. So I want to play all three of those guys. And I think if you just spend down at midfield, I'm not losing much there. Is that what you had in mind? Okay. Well, I'd like to, um, yeah. Hakimi's game log is sick. So like, yeah, th- those are the Rom, Trippier, Hakimi, all great plays. Definitely playing two of them. Mm-hmm. But Jack, we're going to get 3,900 Rico Lewis in an attacking role, and he's going to take set pieces. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. It happened. And I, I'm waiting for it to – I'm waiting – pay attention to Rico Lewis. Uh, I'm going to have to be on Rico Lewis here if, if we think he's going to be in that same role he was in the last Champions League match. I don't yeah. know. It's, you know, like – He's such a tough one because if he's not in that role, you know, we were fading him when he was 2,500 or 2,700 or whatever. And now all of a sudden he turns into KDB in, in the last match. Um, so, yeah, I think those three expensive defenders are great, but I think I might also be looking at Rico Lewis. It, you, we'll see. Um, yeah. In fairness to me, I did put, you know, Rico Lewis somewhere. Let me yeah. on the webcam. He was number three on the chart, and I know he crushed that one week. Frowny face next to it. That was There's humiliating. Some fragility there. There's a ton of fragility there. So that's what upsets me with the Rico Lewis situation. You have to get a few things right. So now he's around four thousand, and you basically need him to be in this like Bernardo Silva type of role, like the sort of more attacking-minded midfield role, and. I don't know if that's going to be the case. You need him to play a full 90 minutes. Um, every time I, you know, I played Rico Lewis started over the weekend after he crushed in champs league. And I played him in the showdown and he was subbed off after 16 minutes and he had two <laughs> points. And that's the type of um, downside that you're, that's the type of downside that you're looking at. But I mean, yeah. if you fade um, Rico Lewis at 3,900 and he plays that same role that he did in match week two of champions league, you are uh you are losing, I think, um, Sklansky. It does points. not feel good, yeah, when that happens. Yeah. But you're right. He might not be in that role, so you're going to have to pay attention. Um, so, yeah, it's a really good matchup, though, right? It's a really good matchup against young boys. Uh, 
And if the game is comfortable, as in like two nothing, Rico Lewis is not going to get subbed. At least in my opinion, he's a guy that goes ninety. If the game is in hand, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, there's opportunity cost. If you play Rico Lewis and he gets you like five or six points, you might not want that. If these other defenders smash, that's um, a tough, tough call. Yeah, I'm probably going to agonize over it. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll be able to decipher what role he's playing in. Um, I think my problem it's with tough whole, with City, but my my problem with the Rico Lewis thing is that the only like sniff of him playing in this role was some athletic reporter Sam Lee who covers them saying, you know, Pep sometimes plays Rico Lewis in the number eight role and just talking about controlling games. And that's all he said. He wasn't even saying he knew that was happening. He wasn't saying, I'm seeing Manchester City warm up on the pitch and Rico Lewis is playing, you know, with the attacking band. You didn't see anything like that. And when you look at how the lineup, you know, how City posted their lineup, usually it's like in an orderly way. It's not in a numerical order. And Rico Lewis was right next to Rodri and Bernardo Silva was assigned like he usually would be if he was playing on the right wing in his standard role. And that's just not how the that's not how the match worked out. So it's going to be really difficult to decipher. It was the usual personnel. Rico Lewis has played in that role before and played more defensive, but he just started attacking. So how can you tell? Um, yeah, hold on. I'm going to tell you. Just let me see. So I'm bringing up that match real quick. Who was it against? Sorry. Oh, I don't really remember who it was I mean, against. Um, it was some soft yeah, competition. So, yeah. Um, Oh, there it was. It was against Red Star. Oh no, it wasn't against Red Star. Sorry, yeah. Um, I'm looking because I actually I thought there was a way that I should have known just from just from the Twitter graphic. That's why I was trying to bring it up because mm-hmm. I remember I remember being like, ah, uh, yeah. Oh, it was Leipzig, have... right? Oh yeah, it was Leipzig. Wow. Yeah, he... yeah. So like a much tougher matchup than this. Yeah. Um. Anyways, I think we might see some rotation from City. I don't know. You know. I know we don't have that. We've been just talking about, but like, you know, you might see Sergi Gomez. You might see Alvarez or Foden rest. I mean, yeah, yeah. So just pay attention to all that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a, a great. You answer. might just have to Sorry. fire up a Twitter list with all these like insider Manchester City people and just hope that you get some sniff of information that can like lead you that way. Because if you play too much Rico Lewis in tournaments and he does this classic 65-minute two-point performance, you're going to hate yourself for it because he's probably going to Oh, yeah. Here, I got it for you, Jack. I got it for you. City started Akanji, Walker, Diaz, Gavardiol. Do you hear those four defenders? Walker, Mm -hmm. Akanji, Diaz, Gavardiol. And they've been playing with a back four with Guardiola at left back, and that's what their lineup chart looks like on Twitter. Right. Um, but what, yeah, no, but I mean, like, they didn't have, like, who, who did you say you thought maybe Bernardo Silva? Yeah, so I think it was Rodri and Rodri and Rico Lewis, and they were like penciled in as if they were like a midfield pivot. And then you had. Bernardo Silva, Julian Alvarez, Phil Foden, and then Erling Holland, I think. Something like that. And they were listed in defenders. And then you had Rodri and and Lewis. And then you had the forward players. So 
that was the tricky part for me. I, I didn't see how I could reverse engineer it, but, and I think they had played with that back four before. So it just seemed like a, like a swappy swap with Rico Lewis, but maybe we should look into yeah. it more. If there's any tell, I, I, one yeah, of the no, important I, pieces of the slate. I, I think there's a tell with the, I think there was a tell with that last lineup. Mm-hmm. There's just too, there's too many. There's like clearly five players, much more defensive than Rico Lewis five for sure. Those four defenders and then Rodri. And then what's going to happen with Bernardo? Like, yeah, I don't know. You, you could just see it when like, I don't know. I, I thought, yeah, maybe not. Well, I don't know. We will talk about it in discord, but yeah, it's a uh, 45 minutes in. So it's shameless plug season. So Ozzy says, Adam will help us decipher the formation. Adam has been doing these awesome lineup preview shows and Ryan, we can just say it's Adam's job to figure it out. How about that? And then we can blame him if it doesn't work out. So everyone yeah, direct per- all your perfect. questions about Rico Lewis to at Roto Zadroik. And um, make sure you criticize him if a coin flip situation doesn't go your way. He'll, he'll love that. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's a really useful resource. And there's 16 people watching this. So hit the like button and subscribe. We've been doing a good job growing the channel. So do something nice for us. It takes little work on your end. Um, yeah, Rico Lewis, getting that wrong would stink. Join the Discord so you can try to get it right with the rest of us. Um, so we talked about the three premium options. So if you play Rico Lewis, uh, I would prefer to play Trippier. I, I think Hakimi would be odd man out because uh, PSG, I feel like a bit more volatile, but um, I'd feel quite bad about it. Um, do you agree? Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, he just has a wider range of outcomes. I know his game log is ridiculous, uh, but can't expect him to score every match, you know? No. Well, it's like Jude Bellingham. Okay. Look at like Jude Bellingham. Ridiculous but... game log for a defender, Hakimi. Yeah. I mean, just One look at the shots and chances created. Yeah. The goals and assists. Yeah. I mean, look at I mean, we talked about it on here last time, too. The guy just has an unbelievable shot on him. So this isn't like luck. You know, this is who he is. He's a, he's a standout offensive player that just happens to play defense. He's been given more license to shoot. He's had some periods in his career where he shot more. Uh, back when back when PSG were playing, um, you know, the three star forward, the Messi, Neymar, and Mbappe, I guess Hakimi just didn't need to contribute as much on attack. But now there, there might be a little yeah. bit more need for him to contribute. No. And that makes yeah. sense that he would start shooting. I'm more. a fan. I just remember for back from his Real Madrid days, he played every position on the pitch when he was at Madrid. I think he kind of did the same thing for, for Dortmund even, but yeah, just a, a great tournament play. But yeah, I think he'd be, he'd probably be the odd man out for cash. Yeah. I mean, he would be a good cash play if you somehow needed, if you had salary, I, yeah, well, I guess I feel like you have to play Trippier. Well, do we have to play Trippier? Trippier at 7,600 in a not so trivial matchup. Um, we can take a peek at his game logs. Is there any fragility when you're looking at a $7,600 trip year? He's getting to the point where he's rather efficiently priced. Uh, matchup sure. at home against yeah. Dortmund. There is some challenge there. Should yeah. we be thinking about Hakimi instead? I don't think for cash. I, I don't think for cash, no. But for tournaments, yeah, absolutely. Once you get up to that price tag and just considering the opportunity cost. But uh, you can't, like, you can't fade trippier's set pieces for a guy that doesn't take set pieces you know this in a spot where newcastle's a home favorite yeah this isn't newcastle on the road somewhere this is yeah. like this is gonna be a crazy environment champions league 
like, you know, those fans, this fans been waiting for this for years. Yeah. So yeah, I don't, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's a pretty good spot. All things considered, like you feel pretty good about him getting double digit points. I think you can fade in tournaments for sure, but I'll, I, I would play him in cash. Yeah. It does seem like one of the reasons why we always jam trip year, especially in premier league is we've been playing these slates lately and it's just worked out that there's no good defender. So even a trip year 11 point floor game is probably like optimal for larger tournaments. And, you know, it's just tough to find the right combination, even if you fade Trippier and he doesn't score a lot. But even if Trippier does rather well, like he had like a, you know, like a 12 point floor, maybe he doesn't get the assist to get him up to 18. Then Hakimi Ram could easily pass him and you're paying quite a lot. So I think just because of the presence of a lot of viable options, I mean, Rico Lewis, if Rico Lewis is um, playing in a more forward role, he can, you know, offer value at much cheaper and fill that defender position. So you can try to get another hammer forward in champions league. Right. Like, yeah, just looking at Trippier's game log, it wouldn't look as good if he didn't have eight assists or seven assists in the last five games as he has an assist in five straight games, Mm -hmm. uh, three of them in, in that one against Sheffield. But yeah, uh, you can fade him in tourneys, but probably not in cash. Yeah, I, I, every time I say that Trippier is not like this bulletproof play, that's usually when he really reserves the the really sharp dagger to put inside of me. Yeah, so. and if Dortmund go up one nothing, I mean Trippier is going to finish with fifteen crosses, and you're just going to be so upset. Yeah, so cash, I agree with you, um, and. I'll still play a lot of them in tournaments. It's just, you, you can play other options and I think they're quite good. So, you know, don't just auto click Trippier because he's that comfy Premier League click Hakimi and uh, right. Hakimi and Realm are great options too. Okay. Let's, we're going to jump back to midfield for a second to, to answer this question because I've had the same question on more than one occasion. Schlager or Campbell? We're talking about these punt mids. You have two guys on in the best spot on the slate. Yeah, okay, Campbell's 4,200. Schlager is 3,600. Okay, so on the last slate when they were at Young Boys, let's see, they were both 3,200. Yes, they were both 3,200 in this matchup against Young Boys. I stared at it for so long. Which one am I going to pick? Can I roster one? Like, it's a good spot against Young Boys. I went through their game logs. I looked at past seasons. And honestly, like, decided that they were both just awful plays and like pretty much couldn't <laughs> click them. And if you look, they both succeeded against young boys. We got a goal from Schlager. <laughs> Campbell had a ton of shots assisted and an assist. Um, so what I'm saying is, yeah, I had that question, Ozzy. I was agonizing over it. But, like, they're both not good plays. But they can get there. So, like, to answer your question, Schlager is like more defensive, clean it up. He he got sort of lucky with the goal. Campbell is a good passer. You're probably going to get some shots assisted. Maybe you get an assist, but I don't think they're very good cash. Or I, I don't think they're very good plays, but the matchup is elite. I don't know. I thought that's an interesting question because you want Leipzig. And I've looked at those guys over and over again. I guess the matchup against young boys proves that you can roster them, but they don't get there very often. Well, and I guess you can say, who are you, you know, are you taking up a valuable midfield spot? 
there's a chance you're punting there anyway. So that's a good point. Like there's um, not that might not be that much opportunity cost. If we don't get those Porto guys starting, there's not going to be much down there. If you don't get Mateus Nunez starting, there's not going to be much down there. I mean, even if Andre Franco starts, he'll play 65 minutes and maybe he gets a, you know, seven point floor. It, right. If you are playing Appenda in your lineup and you don't really have anything related to the Porto game and you just want to play Campbell instead, you know, I kind of get it's it. It's not the worst. Oh, Schlager picked up an assist. Sorry, I see that. Schlager picked up an assist the other game too against in the Bundesliga, I see. Um, so, I mean, you know, it does happen. I would say in tournaments you could use them if you have like, you definitely need other other Leipzig players. You could use them in a stack. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Not trying to. <laughs> <laughs> Not trying to. It's. Uh, I mean, it's a good question, and it's good to see if you can find a little bit of an edge in that situation. But I, I think it can make some sense in lineups, especially in the slates context. Um, I didn't really have many other defenders. I wanted to mention that Ruben Diaz was thirty two hundred. Um, that's just too cheap. I mean, I'd rather play Rico Lewis, but maybe your hands get tied when you're doing a lineup, and um, that's never an awful play, and you can just hope oh. that everything else works out. I feel like I'm missing one other defender that I wrote down who seemed intriguing, so I'm going to open up my book. Uh, I did write down Florenzi, but he's not projected to start, and that's not a great matchup anyway. So I think the three expensive defenders and um, city defenders, especially Rico Lewis, those are going to be the, the best plays in the defender position. Um, yeah, um, if Florenzi happens to start, I would just ignore it. Probably yeah. not going to go 90. It's a bad matchup, and he's on the same side as Mbappe. So just like, what a nightmare. Yeah. Well, maybe we can talk about terms for about 10 more minutes and just see if there's anything we like about back-and-forth nature of these matchups. I feel like Porto are never really involved in shootouts, and they're on the road to Royal Antwerp, so I'm not particularly interested in that game, and Porto are going to be like probably a worse team with substitutes than Lens, who I was not interested in playing today. So I'm not interested in that match. I noticed with Celtic, Ryan, that like Maeda, Maeda and Furuhashi and O'Reilly like they're all like pretty cheap and they're at home and you know sometimes uh sometimes there's a little bit of magic that can happen with Celtic in the Champions League it, it's a good environment for them and they usually play there a is. better at home so I don't hate it especially I, as a punch I don't forward. hate it you know the, the slate outside of those big favorites the slate is pretty nasty so yeah you know it makes it more okay I'm with you Celtic is one of those special places for the Champions League. Like, you know, we've seen Celtic as underdogs many times come through, and Atletico Madrid is actually a good matchup for it. We've seen them on the road have some poor performances over the years. Also some good ones. You know, they're a tough team to score against. But, yeah, so I, I don't mind Celtic guys. Uh, you know, like you're not going to play Young Boys guys against uh, City. You're not going to play Red Star in Germany. Um, so like, you know, where else are we going to go? Antwerp, Porto, you just talked about that game. Oof, that's a tough game. So then you're left with Newcastle, Dortmund, PSG, Milan. I don't know, Jack, give me something. Uh, you know, I think Isak (laughs) is a good play, but he'll probably like be kind of popular. I don't know. Like where, where else are people going to go? Yeah. Isak's not too terribly expensive. 7,200. I'll say if Sesco doesn't start, I'll probably play a couple stupid Furuhashi lineups. I, I like. I think there's a couple Celtic fans in the Discord too, so I feel like uh, 
I feel motivated to do that as a man of the people. But it, I mean, he f you can play those constructions that Sesko fits in with the Furuhashi. So I think that's fine. Um, I, I think that's worth considering just because he only needs one goal to get there. Hopefully you can hit everything else. I like Anthony Gordon more than Isak. I don't know why. Um, I just feel like Isak, there's this annoying substitute thing that he does with Callum Wilson. But both are too cheap. I mean, 7,200 at home when Trippier is going to be a popular play. It's kind of an obvious combination of players to play, you know, Isak or Anthony Gordon with Trippier. So, you know, those aren't going to be like Jesus 12% uh, guys. Those are going to be, you know, probably in like the 19, 20%. Um, an interesting play. Do you like anyone on the bring back for Dortmund? Um, yeah, full Krug stick stuck out to me at 6K because I know he's had some success in the past and I, I think he is 6k. Let me double check his price. He's not very likely to score a goal per the cheat sheet odds, but you know, he's a cheaper four that fits in and maybe he gets overlooked. Um, what do yeah, you think? I think he's fine, but he's just like, he's not the type of player I normally roster. I mm -hmm. get it though. Like I, if it was Adiyemi, sign me up. Oh yeah, your boy Adiyemi. My boy, yeah, he did it for me last year too. But just like you know, Folkrug is the. I'm trying to think who who to compare him to. He's like a low rent Olivier Giroud. You know, he's like a bad version of that type of forward. Well, that's rude, uh, you know but, um... that's harsh. I know that's harsh. You know, th th this might be the guy to play because you know I I, I brought up some stuff about Adam's guy Wahi. And we saw him score a beautiful. What goal a finish today. that was! I mean, what a finish that was! Just couldn't be more perfect. The most random thing we could ever talk about. I randomly decide to watch some highlights of his. I <laughs> randomly decide to question his uh, finishing ability. Uh, yeah, great finish, great, great finish. finish. Um, but yeah, I don't know, folk rug. Not he does not me. fit the profile of. He he's he could Cavani. <laughs> I'll just put That's what he is. Yeah, he's like a yeah. Cavani. He's like an Alvaro Morata. He's 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 those guys. Yeah. Speaking of someone I'm not interested, Alvaro Morata, who does not take penalties. I think he gave me the sword in the most recent uh, two game slate with these with this group of teams. Wow, wow. Yeah, yeah. I I sometimes have a soft spot for Morata. He's he he. Right, he could be your like eight percent own guy on this slate. That just he could be. that has brace potential. Uh, you know, Celtics usually a pretty good matchup for Spanish league teams. Yeah, this one doesn't look like that great of a matchup, but yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm just because the rest of this slate is so bad. I found myself like starting to try to talk myself into Griezmann or like you know, maybe Murata or like you know just looking for any other spots. Trying to find some angle that I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, Atletico, they've actually been scoring goals and Griezmann's red hot. So, yeah, I can see it, but it's tough. Mm -hmm. Do you know who has a 8% uh, roster ship and uh, brace potential who we haven't talked about? Uh, I have one guess. Guess? Vincent Janssen. Oh, well, my boy, my boy, uh, Vincent <laughs> Janssen, Tottenham Hotspur legend. I was not talking about Vincent Janssen. I was talking okay. about a player on a good team, mm. Bernardo Silva, forward eligible, 6,800. We asked this a lot on the show. Is this the Bernardo Silva slate? Well, he's broken more than one of these slates. <clears throat> 
It seems to happen once a year, maybe even twice a year. Um, yeah, I don't mind it, Jack. Every time it happens, I think to myself how stupid I was for not playing him because you see him. Yeah, they're not even lucky goals either. Sometimes you see him and he's just like, oh, this is Bernardo Silva's game. He's in the box all the time. <laughs> Couple easy goals. Yeah, uh, that's a fine play. Keith says, yeah, him, Rodri. Rodri's similar. I think mm-hmm. Rodri's price has finally come back down a little bit. 6100 You know, it's still not where you'd like it, but at least it's not above 7 k anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh but yeah, him and Bernardo, sort of similar tournament plays. Yeah, let's be a little it's bit. Not a careful. bad call because they won't be owned. Yeah, it, it's so frustrating with Rodri. Right? Like, there's games where you just know that Rodri's going to kill you, and these are these games where he ends up with five shots. But he has absolutely just bottom barreled some of these performances where you know if he's shooting, you want Rodri. If he's not shooting, you don't. Um, yeah, I think uh, those big performances are when City is still ch- been chasing the game for the most part. And I think those other ones are when they've been more comfortable. Um, but yeah, if City, if that you know if that game is somehow 0-0 or 1-1, then you get Rodri trying to you know pull the team back in the box, taking shots, all that stuff. Yeah, but yeah, he... he I don't know if City were struggling against Burnley in the home opener when he dropped. Oh, uh, no, I don't think uh, so. So, yeah, of course he can. You know, he's good from corner kicks and set pieces. And, yeah, but you're not playing him for his floor. No. I think he's one of those players where if I made, you know, 20 lineups into the $4 GPP, I would play him twice at most just because, you know, with a lot of other players that I like. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't make a heavy position on him. No, he's a guy that I probably won't play, but I – I never mind when I see people play him in these spots. It's a good matchup. I think it makes sense in certain lineups, especially if you need, you know, a piece that has lower ownership and you're playing, you know, three Manchester City players. I mean, maybe it makes sense that if you're playing expensive Red Bull Leipzig players, what's a situation in which Manchester City players fail? Perhaps that situation is when Rodri just takes a goal away and they only win 2-0. So that I mean, can make there's sense not, as well. Yeah, there, there's not a lot of other good 6K options. Yeah. Oh, all right. That's an hour. So maybe we can wrap this up. We did not talk about goalkeeper. I, I could care even less about what goalkeeper that you play on, on this slate than I did in the previous one. I find myself able to spend up in certain constructions. So I'll consider that. The reason that is, I'm considering that is because we have two very high clean sheet odds. So from that point of view, one of those two goalies is likely to do quite well. Um, and because you can't afford them, I think it they might get a little bit more roster ship that makes you just a little bit more tempted just to click that button, just to follow the crowd a little bit at goalkeeper. But I mean, otherwise who cares? Play the young boys keeper. I don't care. I'm not going to live your life. Play uh, Joe Hart. If he's still goalkeeper at Celtic, um, just whatever fits. I think there's going to be plenty of room to find a cheap goalkeeper that doesn't correlate against your expensive pieces and tournaments. And uh, yeah, good luck. Uh, I agree. I don't have too much to add. I I will try. I'd spend up if I could. I mean, I, I did it today. We'll see how the punts are. Um, if I don't spend up, yeah, right. I'm not going to pick. I don't know. I kind of like Koble. Uh, I kind of like the Antwerp guy, Boutez, at home for 4,500. I don't know. It's the guys Jack said. They're all the same. It's keeper. Just play whatever makes sense with your lineup. Yeah. I think someone was saying in the Discord, like, DraftKings doesn't offer save props. I'm like, Maybe we can gather some insight. It's probably pretty hard to, 
you know, offer <laughs> pricing on that type of market. Um, if you can, it's a huge edge. I can't. I just, uh, I do the prayer thing at goalkeeper instead. Uh, all right, Ryan, I think that's been enough. Thank you to everyone in the chat. Thank you for the people who have been joining us live. Any last words for the people, Ryan? Any, oh wait, we need, I told DFS Chan we would do a flag plant for portion of this show. So we need to have some sort of flag plant, a guy that we really want to, that we think we're going to play. Man, this is a tough lineup. slate for it. It is a tough slate, but we are, we are men of the people. So we're going to want to make sure we do that. You know, okay, I'll play that uh, stupid $12 single entry, and I will play Bernardo Silva in that lineup. So Bern this is the Bernardo <laughs> Silva slave, uh, um, brace slate. I'm going to play him. You can audit me if you want. I'm, I'm going to make it happen. But yeah, it's going to be tough to play City in a unique way, and I think this might be an okay spot for Bernardo Silva, who's much cheaper. So that is my uh, giga brain flag plant. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I don't mind that one. I, I've got to come up with one now. Uh, How about your boy Griezmann? Yeah, that's not a bad call. I, I don't want to go with someone chalky. I'll play some Griezmann. Yeah. You know, it's just when I think of flag plant, it feels like to me, like a lower own guy that I'm going to jam in my high stakes stuff. I don't know if I can do that on this slate, but in that main GPP, sure. Give me some Griezmann. I'm looking at, you know, we mentioned Pulisic. I think oh, a yeah, Porto really. guy could be interesting. I don't know if I'd get to Taremi, but maybe Evan Nielsen as the other forward, 5,800. You know, just, yeah, I, sorry, Chad, I don't have a real flag plant for you, but I'll look for some of these guys. If I'm going to play a bunch of this chalk, try to get a 5% forward in there. Yeah, there you go. Your boy Pulisic, you had a lot of good things to say about him. I think he won't be too popular given the matchup so there you go pulisic griezmann or maybe it's the bernardo I'm okay silva with that day. i'll look like a genius if it's I mean, bernardo silva day my ego could use that boost so <laughs> i think it could be the go ahead no no yeah i i think silva's a good call it could be this could could be your time jack it's a tournament play and it's contrary if it's bad i can just say you know what it was contrarian. So there we go. Well, thank you everyone for sticking with us on a long show. Thank you for joining us on these awesome Champions League evenings. Um, speaking on behalf of Ryan and I, we enjoy doing this and interacting with you all in the chat. So good luck in your contest tomorrow. Unless you're DFS chain and you scoop my head to heads, I hope you uh, get zero points and lose uh, mercilessly. But, uh, you know, shout out to you anyway. Thanks for being a loyal sub. Good luck, everyone. Good luck, everybody. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.